1: It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast.
2: And welcome back
1: to
0: the Cover 3 podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Tom Fernelli. That's Danny Cannell. I'm Chip Patterson. Time for your week two locks. Uh, this is uh, very exciting because we, as a group, have kind of been crushing it. So hopefully you've been following along. Hopefully uh, you have also been a part of this. Because Bud Elliott, uh, joining the party right now, uh, Bud Elliott, leading the charge so let's go uh if you want to watch us youtube.com slash cover three those of you that are already watching uh we appreciate it of course if you're listening to this on the podcast like many of our longtime loyal listeners uh that is another opportunity for you to participate uh depending on how timing goes we might be able to uh, take some questions at the end but boy we got to jump right into it because the last week leader it is Bud Elliott. Bud Elliott went seven and two, uh, cash in NC State minus eight and a half, cashing the first quarter under in UCF Boise, cashing the Northwestern team total under at 24 and a half. Uh, took an L with Louisville on Monday night, also cashed the Fresno team total over. Uh, Iowa minus three. A loss on San Diego State. They couldn't quite get it going in the first half against New Mexico State. Uh, but they correct things. Uh, I thought San Diego State got back on track. Texas minus eight uh, against Louisiana. Did a good job of jumping all over the Cajuns from the jump. And the Kentucky team total over 23 and a half. Will Levis and the new aerial attack for the Wildcats looking good. Uh, Bud, any notes, any, uh, any thoughts on your week one?
2: You know, a uh, two-game losing streak for me here uh, with with San Diego State and then Louisville. Uh, so got to get that corrected. A couple things, like like you got to pay attention, in my opinion, to teams that are playing with some pace. Uh, we'll talk about this later in the show. But uh, Jimbo's team playing with some pace—a uh, drastic change and something that I—I I had my notes from spring. They were playing fast in their spring game, and uh, they played fast as well on Saturday. A little bit curious as—is that because Kent State plays so fast? Did they get sucked up into that that tempo game with them a little bit? Uh, Northwestern's offense. I actually think their QB may not be quite as bad as I thought, but their defense is concerning to me for sure. Uh, Michigan State ripped them for a lot of explosive runs. Try to think of other stuff here. I want Iowa. I want Iowa easily. We'll talk about this later in the show. I don't think that score was quite indicative as how the game was played. I'm, I'm excited to get into this. Let's let's do it.
0: All right, uh, Danny went five and three. The wins were UCF Boise under the over in Ohio State, Minnesota. Uh, Fresno, plus 21, nearly got it done on the field uh, until Anthony Brown uh, sprung loose uh, for a long touchdown run to give Oregon the win. The under 46, Iowa, Indiana. Indiana just never looked like they were going to score. Also, lock agreement on the Texas minus eight. Losses were Wisconsin minus five and a half. The under 56 in Florida State, Notre Dame, and San Jose State plus 14 and a half. USC's defense keeping Nick Starkle in the Spartans in
3: check. Uh, What'd you think? Uh, I think Bud is our lock's hero. He was almost not here, like right before the start of the show. And when in my mind, this song popped into my head, He's a cover three, Locks' hero with stars in his eyes. Like that's all I see. Now he's our Locks' hero, so I might just jump on his coattails and ride him the way the SEC rides Bama. Let's go. All right, I mean, look, I, I, have a, I have a ten thirty meeting, right? And like, <laughs> like, like they
2: usually let me go first, but occasionally I have some follow up items, and I tell them like I'm I'm jumping at to like ten fifty eight, and uh, I it's going to be kind of down to the wire every single week.
0: Well. It means you got to show up it means that you need to show up on time just so you can be ready for when Bud comes and crashes in like the Kool-Aid man. Uh, Chip went six and four. The wins were NC state. That was a lock agreement with bud. The over 62 and half in Ohio state, Minnesota. That was a lock agreement with Danny. I uh, got the win on the Bama Miami under uh, Kansas state minus three. One of my favorite plays I'll, Loved that one. Spent a lot of time watching that game. And I think I was one of the few people who did. Cincinnati minus 13, first half. That was a winner. Marshall minus two and a half. Took an L on Notre Dame minus seven and a half. Uh, you'll bet the comeback led to a lot of great conversation. I'll take that one right there. A lock fight loss with Tom. You hate to lose him to Tom. Uh, but then Tom and I also got a loss on Illinois minus four and a half. Uh, so I would say that, uh, my, Oh, and ECU plus nine and a half. That was a big time mistake. And as I said, I believe, uh, on one of these podcasts, uh, I am sorry, chase Bryce, chase Bryce. I am sorry. I, I really, uh, spent a lot of time this off season, mentioning your name in a way that was disparaging and telling you, telling the world that I wasn't going to believe in app state's offense. Um, I thought that App State proved some things to me. Maybe we'll get into that a little bit later. Tom, you had a four and four week that included the lock fight win, which I'm sure you're excited about. Nevada plus three and a half, great way to end the night. The under 64 in North Carolina, Virginia Tech, never a doubt. Alabama minus 19 and a half. Never a doubt uh, a push on the Ohio state minus 14, taking a loss on the Northwestern Michigan state under thanks to some of those explosive plays that bud mentioned earlier. Um, the first half under for first half San Diego state was also a loss as was Southern miss plus one and a half uh, notes, thoughts as we turn the page to week two,
4: uh, two, 500 weeks in a row. I would l- It's, it's, you know, I'd rather lose than like push a week. So, you know, I just, I want some results. I'm not, I'm not too worried about anything. Not really taking any major lessons away. Just win some, lose some. We'll be fine. Let's move forward. All right. Gentlemen, ready to lock it up? Let's do it.
3: Picking locks. My blue plate special five star locks are coming since
4: 2005 and service Academy's. Let's welcome. get these
0: locks. Five star master lock. Lock it up.
4: Younger is
1: 33901. We've gone over it million times. You lock these locks. I'm 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 living and dying every every point every cover.
0: What's our updated uh, Service Academy record, Tom? I heard you say it on the early edge on Wednesday. 33-9-1 is, is from the Sounder, and I think we've got a couple more unders and no more overs uh, from that uh, Commander-in-Chief's Trophy rivalry. We, we might be
4: finding out shortly.
0: Okay. Uh, Bud, you have the honors on the T box, as we mentioned. 7-2 and two week in week one. Uh, without a Thursday night slate, I think that we've got an open board. Take us where you want to go.
2: All right, let's go ahead and do this. Uh, I'm trying to do these in order of where I think they could move. Really want to reward people who are watching us live. I'm going to go to Ann Arbor. Uh, I played this Michigan minus one when it opened. That did not last very long. I think there's an overreaction here, though. I still believe in Washington's defense. Uh, Michigan is without top receiver Ronnie Bell. I do not think they'll be able to, to push Washington around at the lines of scrimmage. Washington was also without, I think, their top four pass catchers last week. Uh, it would have been nice to know that for the game because I would have probably bet uh, Montana and Montana beat them outright. So I think we have a situation here where people, uh, I do think that playing you know Michigan under a field goal was the right play, uh, but you give me seven with a good defensive team in Washington. Even though I really do not like John Donovan as an offensive coordinator, if you guys caught my rant on Saturday night reaction, I think he is absolutely terrible. Uh, This is just one of those hold your nose, give me the points and bet it. And uh, if you guys are watching this live, Let's lock that thing in because
3: this is definitely going to go back down under seven in my opinion. Uh, just so we have proof, I'll show you my sheet. I don't know if you can see it on there right there. Washington plus seven. That is not me jumping on Bud's coattails even though I said I was going to. Lock it up. He, he nailed everything. I think this is a massive overreaction. I think people look and they're like, oh, my gosh, Washington got beat by Montana. That is the theme of my picks for the week. It's overreactions. And it's hangovers, like from the week one games, overreactions and hangovers, something I'm looking for Uh, total overreaction. I, I was not aware they had that it was four receivers they were without because one went down in the game. Uh, Washington was and I'm actually you know what else I'm going to throw in on this. I'm going to throw an over. No, I'm going over. I think because of that. I think you'll see Washington move the ball a little bit more, and I think Michigan showcased the ability to move the ball on anybody. Give me an over in this one as well. A little two for one special. Getting back to what my bread and butter was from last year. The over is an interesting one, by the
2: way. Like if, if I can, I, I just I have some thoughts on that because I I have tempo factor. Michigan at 104th slowest, and Washington is like a, uh, like a, like 122nd slowest, right? But I don't really know how to judge what Washington's true tempo is going to be. Although I don't think it's going to be fast, because again they couldn't throw the ball at all last year or last week with all the guys out. So I, that's an interesting pick, Danny. I'm, I'm I had trouble figuring out a good number for that.
4: I think it's an interesting pick too, which is why we're gonna fight.
3: <laughs> yeah. Right. Fight. Fight. Fight.
4: Fight. I'm taking the under I, I've got Michigan plus two and a half from the offseason, but I don't know if I could still lock that one up for the show at this point. But as far as the total, I just my concern, like Bud, you're mentioning, the reason you're taking Washington is a big part of it is they're defensively. They're a very good team and you think they're going to keep Michigan in it. And I also think that Michigan, having lost Ronnie Bell. That's going to probably, I don't know, maybe long-term Michigan will be able to figure it out and recover from that and, you know, bounce back. But I think in the short term against a very good defense, that's going to handicap their offense a little bit because that kind of takes the top off of what they can do vertically. They still have Cornelius Johnson, who has shown the ability to do it. It's just I think you're much more dangerous when you have Bell and Johnson. And then I think on the other side of it with Michigan's quarterbacks, they've got two young quarterbacks without a ton of experience going against a defense that I think has always done a very good job of disguising things pre-snap and confusing quarterbacks. So I think that could be a problem for Michigan. And then on the other side, like, yeah, Washington was without its four receivers last week, but still, this is a team that from what I saw last year and from what I saw last week is just never in a hurry, never really seems all that interested in big plays, just kind of wants to put together long drives and keep the defense rested. (laughs)
0: did what'd you say uh tom you said uh washing yeah go ahead
4: (laughs) i asked if you ever seen somebody like hand a baby to somebody who is very much uncomfortable handling babies and holding babies because that's what the Washington offense looks like whenever it has a football in its hands like it just wants like no I I, I don't want
0: yeah yeah, no Washington would so much rather be playing defense and Washington's really good at defense that's just that is what they would like to do Uh, I think that that's why I was surprised I've got no play for the locks on this game um but if hey if the uh the Washington offense is able to uh to take charge then uh, that will be uh that will be something different
3: By the way, did you see, there's a lot of people assuming that, oh, Sam Heward could come in, the five-star freshman, which, you know, I think would probably be a good idea at some point, but he's not even listed as the solo backup. They have another six-year senior that it's kind of an or situation with the backup quarterback. That, to me, says that Jimmy Lake and company are not comfortable going into him late. Uh, And I also would suggest, like, after this game, you would make that switch. Give him a full week of practice, because if he's splitting reps with the backups, it's not an ideal situation for him to walk into.
0: Yeah, I checked in on that too, Danny, and it's the confidence is still with Dylan Morris, even though the man had zero touchdowns and three interceptions, completed 57% of his passes at like four yards an attempt. No, it's uh, they they seriously must have seen something or are 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 holding stuff back uh, from the game plan in addition to the personnel situation is what I would guess. Very interested to see how this plays out. I, I feel like I'll learn sure. more than I have confidence
2: are you catching these guys in the comment section dropping their live arbitrage? <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there are like, our comment section is live arbitraging Kansas coastal over 46 minus 200 under 46 plus
0: 210.
2: That's that is, that yeah, is all. degenerates here, man. This, yeah, is, I'm, this is serious.
0: It's a, I'm, I'm here for uh, uh that's, that's a d- different language for me. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take whatever the special is. All right, Danny, why don't you, uh, why don't you go next?
3: All right, I will go. I got a bunch on the board. I'll go ahead and get this one out of the way, because I think people have felt like we are—at least I am—an anti-Iowa State person. Uh, I don't believe that. It's a battle. These the Cyhawk Hawk game right here. I'm actually going to surprise you a little bit. I think this is one of those overreaction games that you look at. Uh, I think a lot of people are playing Iowa in this game. I'm actually going to say that Iowa gets the win for the first time. I'm going to lay the four in this spot. I think they kind of were – yeah. and it's hard to explain how this could happen after what last year happened against Louisiana, that they come out and be a little bit lethargic against uh, Northern Iowa. But I think this, to me, is more about Iowa. Their win against Indiana, I think, is being overvalued a little bit. There were two pick sixes in that game, which helps obviously make that game a little bit lopsided. Uh, Chris Hassel, if he's listening to the cover three, hopefully he's not listening to this one because I'm actually going to go with the Cyclones in this one and lay the points at home at Jack Trice. Are we fighting again? Oh, yes, we big Fight. 10. Here Fight. we go. Fight.
4: <laughs> I, give me Iowa plus four and a half. This line is too big for, I mean, we talked about this a little bit yesterday on the early edge chip. We did the live show for them on Wednesday afternoons. Like, Matt Campbell has done so much for Iowa State with that program, building it up and taking it to places he's never been. And you think of everything that Campbell's done there, and you think of why his name gets brought up for, like, the Michigan job. And people bring up the possibility of him maybe going to the NFL. Because he's done a fantastic job. You know what he hasn't done? He's never beaten Iowa. Iowa gets the best of Iowa State every year. And he might beat Iowa this year for the first time. But if he does it's going to be a close game. So I'm going to take the four and a half points with an Iowa team that kind of it lost its first couple of games of the 2020 season. And we just kind of pushed it to the side and forgot about it. But by the end of last season, Iowa was probably the best team in the big 10 West, even if Northwestern had the best record and won the division and then see them come out last week and just absolutely blow Indiana out of the water. Yeah. They had two pick sixes. Well, you know, you have to pick the ball off and you sure. have to return it. So like defensively, they're sound offensively. They're just Iowa. They do what they do and it works for them. And I think that this is a game that historically has always been kind of close and tight. So I'm always kind of drawn towards the points. Anyway, the underdog does very well in this rivalry. So I'm taking the Hawkeyes. If I'm getting more than a field goal, cause I see this as a field goal game.
0: That's right. A field goal game as in like a game where touchdowns are hard to come by. And Ooh. it's strange because when you've got these trends that are showing up all the time, you, you kind of want to get to them, especially when it's 13-2 and two in the last 15 meetings. The under has cashed 13 times the last 15 times that Iowa and Iowa State have played each other. Then I go into it, and Tom, as you mentioned, like Iowa might be one of the best defenses in the country. Brock Purdy, I'm still not scared. I think that Brees Hall probably could have a better game. I think this offense is going to be a little bit more creative as it tries to find ways to get yards and points against this Iowa defense. I think that Iowa State's defense is uh, pretty strong. Oh, and do we know about Charlie Kolar in this game?
4: I don't. haven't heard anything definitive, but I
0: think he's going to play. I would imagine that if he's going to at least give it a go uh, on game day to the point where I am factoring him into this knowing that he upgrades Iowa State's offense and still comfortable with the under. So uh, I look at this game, I do see a lot of field goals. I see a lot of red zone stops because neither offense is particularly uh, explosive or has those kind of game breakers, particularly at the quarterback position. So I feel really comfortable being able to uh, take this under. If I had a play on the side and had to, I've been kind of leaning in Tom's direction, but my most confident play, which I always try to offer here on The Lock Show, is on the total under.
2: We have a uh, lock agreement fight. I'm with Tom on this. We um, <laughs> yeah. Are we not going to play the fight song? Like oh, I, 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 I gave you a pause. <laughs> I, I, I didn't
4: let that. Fight. 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 Um, <laughs> fight.
0: you wanted two at once i had to call up for two different sounds at the same time
2: i've I've been working on on pausing when i know we're gonna have a fight and 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 let let the music play and not not talk over it and uh all right we we still got to work on our tempo here so speaking of tempo i think that this game will be played fairly slowly uh i don't hate chip's pick of the under i can't quite get there as 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 a lock but I, i think there's a little more value on it um this is extremely public. I don't really care about the public-private stuff all that much. It's a very trendy dog. It's a numbers play for me, right? I, I make this two and a half. I'm getting four and a half. I'm going to take Iowa or Iowa plus four and a half. Uh, if you want to just go football matchup, I think Iowa State's defense is better suited towards stopping some of these spread teams they play, and Iowa is like anti-spread, right? Uh, they don't give a damn about spreading the ball out and chucking it all around Petra scares me a little bit, but if he can just give me like one big play in this game, I think Iowa can run the ball decently, and uh, I I think Iowa can win.
4: I'm just excited to debut a new color on this dock.
2: Oh, for the lock agreement fight?
4: Yeah, we're going purple. (laughs) There we go.
0: All right, so we've got so far... Oh, purple. I like it. So far, we got Tom with the under in Michigan-Washington and Iowa plus four and a half. Chip's got the under in Iowa-Iowa State. Um, Danny's got Washington plus seven. The over in Michigan-Washington, Iowa State minus four. And Bud on Iowa plus four and a half. Washington plus seven. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead and uh, and grab this wheel. And I will take us to... Coral Gables or Miami gardens. Yes. Get it right. And then Coral Gables. It it they wish Coral it was. Was. Yeah. It's <laughs> Miami gardens uh, where we will be seeing a Miami team looking to bounce back uh, after a drubbing at the hands of Alabama, uh, a little bit extra rest for app state. I mentioned the chase Bryce apology at the beginning of the, at the beginning of the show. I think that App State being able to stick to its identity, Cameron Peebles doing a good job as sort of your feature back, Hennigan as your um, leading receiver and sort of the carryover of the experience. They run behind a pretty solid offensive line and, and their defense, uh, listen, it's always tough when you're going up against uh, like Holton Naylor's and that ECU offense you're trying to figure out whether the the yards they're getting are, are fraudulent or just a part of the system. But man, the way that they boat up in scoring opportunities, I think really shows everything that you wanted to see from a Mountaineers defense that traditionally has been really solid. I do think Miami's going to hit explosive plays against this App State defense that it did not hit against Alabama. For sure. Alabama might have one of the best defenses in the country, but I also think that while Alabama has an electric offense and we come out of it talking about Bryce Young, like a Heisman Trophy favorite, and the number one quarterback in the SEC, as we mentioned in our SEC power rankings, I still think that Miami's defense needed something. Uh, I needed to see at least the flashes of competition and not more evidence to suggest that there was this large gulf between these two teams. I think that when you factor in, you know, you could call it body blow. You could call it hangover. I just think it is tough to get up for App State in this spot. Even though you are looking at a uh, opportunity to try and like blow the doors off them and show that you are a team that can contend for an ACC championship after both Clemson and North Carolina also took losses. It's possible they take them lightly. It's possible they get got. But I think App State covers the spread, so I'm going to lock that up.
4: I do not agree with you, but I'm not locking it up, so I offer you my full support.
2: Yeah, I, my error bars on this one were really big. Like, so I make my numbers every week, and then I pick, like, where do I want to bet this game, right? And I wrote it down, App State plus 14, Miami minus 7. I just don't know how Miami's going to react following the Bama game. I don't really know who's healthy for Miami or not. I do know Deer King practiced, so that's you know encouraging if, if you like Miami. And I'm not really sure how good App State is because I thought ECU was going to be a lot better than they were, and they just look like crap. And they also committed a bunch of penalties, which helped Apps. So I'm just I'm staying far away. Like this is a air bar game, you know. Yeah, I'm
4: I'm not ready to buy on Chase
2: Bryce just because he beat ECU. But I'm also not ready to buy Miami caring about this game,
3: right? Truth little different atmosphere. This game to me, I'm not playing it, but I think it is one of the more fascinating games of the weekend. Like and and also to tie it in with the Florida State game, they play Jacksonville State. Like I'm looking at both these teams show me maturity, different pro- spots in their program, but they both need to show the maturity to be able to handle a rough loss whether it was a blowout to Miami or a, you know, overtime thriller to Notre Dame to bounce back and just in Florida State, much easier opponent should house Jacksonville State. But they played down to the level, sleepy atmosphere. Same thing in Miami. Show me some maturity from both of these teams. And you talk about a monumental weekend for the ACC. They are in must-win territory. They almost have to go undefeated because I think they're favored in almost every single matchup. They have to win every one or else it's going to be the, the embarrassment of the ACC is going to be even worse if they don't.
0: NC State short favorite at Mississippi State. Pitt short favorite at Tennessee. Both those games, losable.
4: Yeah, for sure.
0: All right. Uh, who, who's got one? Take us wherever you want to go.
4: Well, we, we teased it at the top of the show, so we might as well get it out of the way since everybody knows it's coming. Uh, since 2005, no, it, in the drop at the beginning, in the jingle to start, I mentioned that the Since 2005, the under in games between service academies is 33, nine and one. That drop is from a few years ago. The number has changed. It is no longer 33, nine and one. This 38, nine and one. I am taking the under in Air Force and is it Navy or Army? It's I can't Navy. Even remember. It's Navy. It's Navy. It's Thank just you. I'm, just, I'm Completely spaced. It's Navy, Air Force. I can get it. It's at 41 right now. I got it earlier this week at 45 and a half. Honestly, I don't care how low it gets. Just take it. It's it's a pretty simple philosophy. They're both option teams. They run the ball a lot, although Air Force passes more often than the other Navy or Army do, but it really hasn't had an impact on the trend. But these are two teams. They run the ball nearly all the time. The clock never stops. There's very few possessions for either team over the course of a game. A lot of times, each team only gets the ball once per quarter, so they're getting about four to six, seven possessions per game. It's really hard to go over this total unless they're scoring on every single drive, and they usually don't. So we are taking the under 41 in Navy air force. Tom, you want an additional stat that'll make you feel pretty good. Yeah,
2: sure. I love stats to make me feel good. Marshall sacked Navy nine times. I don't know if you guys dug into that box score. I did not. I just saw the stat on Twitter. I wish I could credit whoever did it. Uh, that's pretty incredible because Navy only threw the ball like 10 times, uh, 12 plus four <laughs> Navy had 16 passes. Uh, like they, they threw 16 passes and they were sacked nine times. So that's like 25 dropbacks total. So, so over a third that's a time. high sack rate. <laughs> it,
0: Navy found itself in a 21 hole fast.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: defense is supposed to be the better part of Navy. And, um, I think Marshall scored on three of its scored touchdowns on three of its first four possessions. Like Navy was, um, Again, sicko, I did get in on Marshall and Navy. Uh Navy was out, out of its comfort zone like right away. It was it was pretty ridiculous. And there was some uh once they did get into scoring position, I think they had two missed field goals and a couple turnover on downs. Like it was uh it was not a great performance. Like, Navy still ran the ball for 330 yards in that game, but just could not be uh efficient in time. I I think that so Navy has not lost two Air Force at home since 2011 and these two teams have alternated home away winner since 13 my lean in a lower scoring game would be to lock up Navy but I do think that Navy might have one of the seven worst offenses in the country <laughs> and for that reason uh, I'm staying away from it but uh, as a matter of principle <laughs> give me that under as well because that's what I want to be doing on CBS. It's a game that you, of course, can also watch on CBSports.com or through the CBS Sports app for free. 99. I mean, it's Brad Nessler. It's Gary Danielson. It's Jamie Erdahl. It's everything that you want the college football season kicking off on Saturday, 3.30 Eastern time. Uh, there will also be a lot of uh, like extra September 11th tributes built into this game. Uh, I'm sure it'll be quite a scene
3: from there in Annapolis. You guys are on American. I mean, just, just do, I think, think this under? game's going to be ugly. I mean, yeah, just like insulting these teams. There but since nothing. we're going with that theme, I guess, since we're all communists on here, I'll go next, all right?
4: Yeah. Because I, you know,
3: th- you have no, another play in that game? No, I'm saying there's nothing more American than a service academy under. All that's yeah. the most American thing possible. All right. I'm going with the other service academy that's in action. Army. Talk to Jeff Monken this morning. Love what they're doing, too. Like, hey, 9-11, unbelievable what these young men and the women that attend these service academies do for our country. That should go without saying, right? They're a seven-point favorite. They're a touchdown favorite against Western Kentucky, a team they've never beat before. Bailey Zapp threw seven touchdowns last week. Seven for Western Kentucky. I think Western Kentucky keeps it close. Like I, I, I just think this is going to be within a touchdown. And you know what else I'm going to do? Since I'm a Patriot, I'm going to say it's going to be a shootout. I think there's going to be a lot of points because I don't. Western Kentucky gave up 21 last week to UT Martin. I think Army could go running up and down the field with their three quarterbacks that they shuttle in and out. But I think Bailey Zap will have his way too. So give me Western Kentucky and the touchdown and the over 52, two four one specials. Here yeah. at the grill let's, go. let's go. you guys all play two hands of blackjack right like when you go play blackjack you play two hands right you have of to course. yeah no, no. <laughs> i don't gamble danny
0: <laughs> no i'm uh i'm i'm at the uh i'm at the cheap video one with the pretty girl who comes by and just sort of waves her hand as the Wait, chip chip is grinding right? comps I mean, I just, I have found that I get less in my head about the dealer if it's artificial intelligence, even if there's something built into the algorithm that's going to leave me to lose. If it's like, you know, me and uh, a couple people just waiting for Danny or Bud grinding on their double hands, we're trying to move to go to dinner and I just need to kill 10 minutes and lose 20 bucks. You know, I'm looking to get more than
3: dinner. (laughs)
0: Uh all right. Let's go to who, who needs to come fill in. Bud, where do you want to go?
2: I'm just gonna stay square as hell. Uh and trust my numbers here. They've been pretty good so far this year. Uh the numbers say that like this is not a play because the numbers will tell you that Mississippi State got very unlucky to be, you know, to be in that game last week against La Tech. I think La Tech had several defensive touchdowns or at least, you know, turnovers that had set them up deep inside Mississippi State territory. I think Mississippi State's a better football team. I think they're going to go in there and win the game. Or Excuse, excuse me. I, I think Whoa. NC State is a better football team rather than Mississippi State. Sorry. Uh, I bet this at, at pick is still under under a field goal. I'm somewhat worried that it's still under a field goal. I thought more people would agree with me. I just think NC State – maybe people are riding off that Thursday night game as USF sucks, and they do. But I think NC State is, is a legitimate pretty good football team. I think they can hold up on both lines of scrimmage against Mississippi State, and I think they'll outscore them. Uh so go ahead and give me NC State on the road. Minus
1: two.
0: Yeah, the numbers are just underrating NC State. They did at six and a half on the win total. They did at 18 and a half against South Florida, and they haven't caught up. It's a very, very good football team. And uh and it's a tough spot. I acknowledge that. But you know, if you're gonna say it with your chest ever since July, as I have, as we have, you got to take them in this spot. So uh, I will lay the short number with NC state as well.
4: Not locking it up, but you have my support. Okay. Is anybody going to go take, take like the
2: very, if you care about this kind of stuff, like the very anti-public dog uh, in Mississippi state? No, no, no lock fight. All right.
0: No, because there's uh There's just very, even if there's um, like the points off turnovers and Louisiana Tech is not a team that I'm going to expect to play uh, according to the scoreboard at that level the rest of the season. I think they're going to get into Conference USA and they're not going to find themselves in the top four or five. I don't know, like middle Conference USA gets a little messy, but they ain't top tier. Uh, Conference USA or Cayusa, as Kevin Sumlin once told Bruce Feldman in uh, a very revealing look <laughs> into w- the life of Conference USA coaches from back in the day. I I just I believe that Mississippi State's uh, defense because they had players missing who were still suspended from the fight at the end of the bowl game. Correct.
2: Uh, against Tulsa, was it?
0: Yes, the both yeah, yeah, right, yeah. And I think that we still had some uh missing and they will be back. And I I think that Mississippi State will not be as disjointed. It might be a tough might be a tough game for NC State to win, but I mean look at like Ricky Person Jr. is running like a man possessed right now. We talked about Bam Knight all preseason, and I think we need to give some respect to the fifth year senior who is running behind a really, really good and experienced offensive line, the defensively. Finally seeing the transfer, Daniel Joseph, who's been at NC State for a minute. He flashed on a couple of plays. I just, it's a a good, experienced football team. And I think that they're going to be able to uh, go take care of business. So, I'm with you. All
4: All right, right, I'm going to go to the biggest game of the week. This is going back to an earlier mailbag from the offseason. We've got a house divided, gentlemen. It's Penn State versus Ball State. And Matt Kinsley, you reminded me of the story this week. This was already going to be on the card either way, but I'm shouting you out for the DM. You're not going to like it. I mean, don't worry. I think Penn State's going to win, but I am taking Ball State and the points simply because this is the classic trap game spot. Penn State is coming off of a huge road win against Wisconsin last week. It's got Auburn looming next week, and this is a Ball State team that has been good in the MAC. It's been one of the better MAC programs of the last few years, and I think that 23 points, just a little too much against a Penn State offense that I think – it was very big play dependent. And I think Jahan Dotson will be able to get open at times against this ball state team too, but over three touchdowns, I wouldn't be shocked if late in the second half when Penn state feels it has this game in control, it sends out the reserves, get them some snaps to start getting ready, make sure everybody's healthy for the Auburn game. So give me the Cardinals plus 23.
0: Man. I'm so glad you did that. Someone had to, it's I like it's the it. biggest rivalry of the week. It is the biggest in in the Cover 3 family, Ball State Penn State is one of the biggest rivalries that uh that we're going to have. I'm glad to shout it out the uh, the house divided there. 22 and a half. <sighs> hmm. I can't join you. I'm sorry. You get 23? Okay, so I will uh I will also add Ball State
4: huge is huge difference between 22 and Ball, a half and Ball State
0: is uh one of these like 17 super senior teams. And they won the conference last year, having mm-hmm. one of their best uh, seasons in decades. And I think that Mike New, the head coach, former Ball State quarterback, is like has that thing going in the right direction. They've definitely been looking at this. Like Ball State didn't look good in Week One, which might you know be throwing off the scent. Maybe Ball State is uh, got Penn State as its Super Bowl, and it was a look ahead spot. But I think that when Penn State's backups do come in, and I think they will. They are going to have a big time age disadvantage against all these super seniors, but I'm nervous that the talent advantage is still heavily in the Nittany Lions' favor. So I'm I'm going to stay away, but I'm going to support the uh, the Ball State play uh, from here. And also, you, I don't want to just like copy you on all of these. You got to it first. You texted me about this on Monday. This is your <laughs> dibs on the content perspective.
4: You you don't just invite Muncie, Indiana, in your home and not expect them to make a mess.
0: That's true. That's your fault, Penn State. Sandy Barber. When Ball State comes in and knocks over a vase and deprograms your universal remote, that's <laughs> what, that's what you are paying them to come do. All right,
2: coming I thought up about on, some stuff. Oh okay. shoot, my bad, Chip. Um, no, I'm not going to lock it up. Uh, <laughs> I, I I thought about the I thought about the over 30 in the first half here. Penn State is going back to playing uh, with tempo under Yursich, and uh, West Carolina did hit some stuff over the top against Ball State. I really don't like. Uh, I don't like this Ball State team, man. But I just, I, I agree with Tom. There's factors I don't really want to play against them because the the look ahead stuff. It, hmm. Man, I hope this gets steamed. If this gets down to twenty one, I'm I'm, I'm going to play Penn State. So if
0: it gets to twenty one, then you would jump on the Nittany Lions.
4: Yeah. So would I probably. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Coming up on the other side, more
1: of our Week 2 Locks next. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. Visit roberthalf.com today. So to review what we've got so far, Tom has got Service Academy
0: Unders, uh, the under in Michigan, Washington, Iowa plus four and a half, Ball State plus 23. Chip's also on Service Academy Under, App State plus nine, the under in Cyhawk and NC State minus the shorty at Mississippi State. Danny, Washington, plus seven. The over 48 in Michigan, Washington, lock fight against Tom. Iowa State, minus four, lock fight against Tom. Uh, Western Kentucky, plus seven. Shout out to Bailey Zap And the over Army, Western Kentucky, 52. Bud's got Washington, plus seven. Iowa, plus four and a half. NC State, minus two and a half. Bud, what you got?
2: All right. Uh, I've stayed with some normal type games so far. Let's go ahead and go to Fort Worth. I've got something here I like. Cal, TCU, under 24 and a half in the first half. So uh, Cal, one of the absolute lowest adjusted depth of targets last last week, which basically means they don't throw the ball downfield at all. Uh, Their run game was actually decent. So I think that like Justin Wilcox will probably lean on the run game even more early on in this one. TCU is not really playing with a whole lot of tempo. And I, I, even though I like TCU's explosive play potential, uh, because Cal does kind of give you those one-on-ones, I think under 24 and a half is a really good look here. I I made the number 21 and a half, so I'm getting a field goal against my number in a, uh, you know, in a half, which is pretty good value. This is one of my favorite bets the
4: entire week. I'm not locking anything in this game up, but along the same kind of lines. that's why it's just it nearly missed the final card. But I'm on Cal plus Cal plus 11 and a half here, too.
0: I mean, that is too many daggone points for the cheese It bowl rivalry. Yeah, this is they, they played too iconic of a cheese It bowl with what? Nine combined interceptions for us to think that there's going to be enough points anywhere to cover 11.
4: I will I will not let Grayson Muelstein's legacy be tarnished by a blowout
3: um i like it uh danny uh you know i don't like our uh fighting as much with my guy tom like he's my guy i'm gonna go to charlottesville i'm gonna take brandon peters is back baby give me illinois getting 10 points i think I mean, is the ACC that great? Like, we're all of a sudden, we're just going to assume. I, by the way, I think UTSA was just a better team against Illinois. Like, I, I don't think that was that shocking of a game, that outcome. I think Illinois is still going to be a much better team throughout the year. And do we trust Virginia after a blowout win over William and Mary yet? Like, no. So, give me Illinois and the 10 points against Virginia. I appreciate it. I'm staying away from it. Also, <laughs> I couldn't like- lure you in. What's with the 11 a.m. Eastern start? I oh, don't know. Sleepy, slow start. Like I'll we'll be on. We'll be
4: doing the HQ pregame, <laughs> and there'll actually be a game going on while we're on there. It makes you're no going to be so
3: distracted
4: during yeah, that show. This will be me the entire show.
0: <laughs> the clock is off, and I don't know if there's a. I, I hope I am not being disrespectful right now. My head has been in the sand. I put in nothing but work to be able to put together like this show and all the content. Is there some like national like tribute or something? Cause the whole clock is off. We're on one o'clock kickoffs on ESPN. You've got like four thirties for the afternoons. You've got this 11 a.m. game. Like everything seems like it is a little bit staggered from what we're used to. Or the you know TV network people Obviously, you know,
3: soccer's fault. Is it all soccer's fault? because I was told that's why we're doing our preview show at ten thirty as opposed to eleven. We blamed it all on soccer. Maybe mm-hmm. it's soccer's fault. I'll, that's that's my story. well, I, I think
4: like the Notre Dame start time is different, I think, just because if it's a peacock start and they kind of want like an exclusive window. I don't know about anything else though.
0: well, I'll tell you that Air Force and Navy is at its regular American time, three thirty p m Eastern time on CBS. The network of, of stars, sure. America's most watched network. So we're still we're still delivering the goods uh, when you're used to it. All right, I am going to uh, find probably one of the biggest discrepancies in how I view these teams. And if I lose, I'm pretty sure it will only be because the Pokes let me down. I'm laying those points with Oklahoma State against Tulsa. I do not think that uh, Tulsa is a very good team. And that is not an overreaction to the UC Davis loss as much as it's me sticking to my analysis going into the season. And to lose to UC Davis, who by the way is a pretty good FCS program, I, I think that you saw an offense last year for Tulsa that was just trying to hold it together. And the defense was really dominating to the point when Zaven Collins was even scoring touchdowns for that Tulsa team. David Collins is gone a few other key defenders from that Tulsa defense. That was very, very good. They are all gone. And I just think that even though this Oklahoma state team has not displayed the kind of explosiveness that you might associate with like a Mike Gundy coached Oklahoma state offense, I think the team as a whole is just so much better than where Tulsa is at. I have been just dropping Tulsa in my American athletic conference pecking order rapidly. And the week one performance did nothing to really change that. I'm I feel pretty comfortable all the way up to I mean I might even cross 14 if you made me. Whoa. I'm happy to get it under 13. Uh so I will lay the 13 with Oklahoma State.
4: I I'm I didn't see really any of Oklahoma State last week so I'm not really in a position to make a play on this one.
0: Yeah, if I again, I I'm I want to let the viewers, I want to let the listeners know, if I lose this, I feel like it's because Oklahoma State has let me
3: down because this is a big fade on Tulsa. Um somebody called me out earlier and they're 100% right, like undisciplined Danny. Let's fight. Yes. Go. <laughs> fight. Fight. So Shout out my guy Dan Hawkins, UC Davis head coach, the Aggies, for the massive upset. Don't want to take anything away from that. Nine players suspended for that game against UC Davis. Six for the entire game, three for a half. It was ugly. It shouldn't be an excuse. I still think they have some fight in them, enough to cause some problems for Oklahoma State. I still think this is one of the better teams in the American I think those players out had a massive mental and physical disadvantage for Tulsa, getting them back their first start of the season. Plus, Spencer Sanders back in the starting lineup after COVID uh, restrictions. Curious to see maybe he's a little bit rusty. Early start, 11 a.m. local. Maybe you're looking, oh, they lost to an FCS team. You don't take them too seriously. I think you could see, uh, see a closer game here in the fourth quarter than Oklahoma State fans would like to see. So give me Tulsa and them points. Yeah.
4: I did not wake up this morning thinking we were going to get an Oklahoma State-Tulsa lock fight.
3: <laughs> yes. the good. You, I get 13?
4: I can get you 13 and a half. Even better.
2: Um, I really thought about going Tulsa team total under here, by the way. Because <laughs> yeah. I have more I have more confidence in Oklahoma State's defense than I do in, uh,
4: in, in Oklahoma State as a whole team.
0: That is the strongest is, of the four units in this game.
4: Well, yeah. let's see. Let me check. You know, oh, I didn't notice this until just now, fellas, but uh, it's going to be hot, so it doesn't really have the same kind of impact, but we've got like 18, 20 mile per hour winds just blowing oh, on, through moon on Saturday morning. It's
2: going
3: to be windy.
4: I might, I might do this. <laughs> so
3: I
2: fire this in here. <laughs> um, I usually pick out my bets before the show starts, and now Chip has kind of talked me into this. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, give me that Tulsa eight and a half under first half team total against <laughs> Oklahoma State. Let's go,
0: <laughs> Tulsa under first eight and a half,
4: half team total under eight and a half
0: under eight and a half. Amazing, I love it.
4: I'm gonna. Ah. They're gonna score a touchdown on like their first drive, and Bud's just gonna be sweating for the next hour and a half. There's no chance I'm watching that.
2: <laughs> That'll be one of those stat broadcast watches only.
0: <laughs> um. All right. So we. Have not. No one's mentioned the uh, the nice the nice little regional battle as uh, as Steve Sarkeesian takes that Texas team on up to face Arkansas, and I think that Texas is the right side, and I think this this number is probably shorter on like an upset alert type uh, analysis, but I just didn't see a lot outside of some penalties that really gave me a lot of concern about Texas against Louisiana. I thought it was a really, really thorough win. They made some mistakes, without a doubt. But I thought that Hudson Card did, for the most part, what um, you wanted to see him do within the context of this offense. I think that defensively, they did a good job of getting off the field on third downs. Overshaw Overshawn's awesome. like Maybe one of my favorite defenders uh, definitely in the Big 12, but sort of on that list that you you tune in and you really get excited to watch him fly around and make plays. And he was doing that uh, as advertised. I just, I really feel like this is a game that Texas is going to, is going to win by a touchdown or more. So I feel confident. Am I getting at under seven still? Are we at uh,
4: seven? I can get you seven. That's the best we can find.
0: Yeah. You know what? I'm I'm going to stick with the principle here. I had it as six on my sheet, but um, let's go ahead and lock it in at seven before it moves a little bit more. But I, I think Texas takes care of
4: business, man. Play the children. Yeah, I, I, I just think that Texas is a better football team than Arkansas, and I know that Arkansas had that late rally last week to come back and get that cover, but I don't think they're going to have that same opportunity against this Texas team that I was just impressed by in their opener against Louisiana last week, and I thought that the offense ran smoothly. I thought that they'd. Steve Sarkeesian did a very good job as a play caller I think that they highlighted and used all the right people at the right times and I think defensively I mean Louisiana is kind of one dimensional so they were able to kind of hone in on that and that really helped them but they did play well and I think this is an Arkansas team that really I mean it doesn't scare me that much there's nothing that I look at on this Arkansas team and I think if I compare it to Texas in this matchup where I feel like I have a genuine concern about what Texas is going to be able to do with them so I don't think this is going to be like a Blowout or anything, but I do think that Texas is probably more likely to win by ten than win by less than seven.
2: So I have some good news for you guys. Uh, a very reputable offshore book, which uh, has a current max bet for me right now at eleven thousand five hundred, so it's not a little mom and pop shop, is offering Texas minus six and a half.
4: Oh, let's go!
2: That I means max we get it out, bud. That's fair to me. I, no, I no, I've already, I already have Texas minus. What do I get? Uh, I got Texas minus three and a half. Uh, I'm not going to be playing the six and a half uh, for a lock, you know, level, but uh, I think Texas is probably the right side there. My one question with Texas is they really weren't challenged uh, through the air by Louisiana. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, even though Arkansas has kind of a wide open high flying offense, I'm not sure that their current quarterback situation allows them to really take advantage of that. So we'll see more Texas defenders will be isolated in space this week just because of what, you know, Bryles runs. But you know we'll see how that works. Traylon Burks, I believe, did practice for Arkansas. I mean, I don't want to wish injury anybody, but I'd feel better if he didn't practice. (laughs) And uh, you know, I I I think Texas is the right
3: side. All right, give me the uh, give me the over in this game. I think all ga- and I love your guys' side. I just don't have too much on the board already to play it, or I would hop in with you guys.
0: Undisciplined.
3: But I think Tom, I think I think all gas, no breaks. I think Sark wants to kind of lay it on the SEC team. But I think what Bud was alluding to, I think Arkansas's offense might be able to present more challenges to Texas defense, which we're not really sure how good they are yet. And I think you could see Sark keep running it up. This is an offense which over the last year, not just this season, has all like offense has not been the problem. I think they'll put up plenty of points against Arkansas, but I think Arkansas may be able to lo- move the ball a little bit more efficiently against Texas than what we saw last week. So, give me the over.
0: We have not mentioned the like one of the biggest <laughs> games of the week weekend. Uh Ohio State Oregon if Ohio State gets off the bus, the Buckeyes <laughs> are scoring 40 over.
2: Let's go. Lock well, it up. Are you, going, are you going over team total 38 and a half? Is that what we're doing?
4: I was going to say, you could do or Are you team going total. over for the
2: game?
0: Only because I need to represent the basics, I'm going to go whole game, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Someone here has to be basic, and that's me.
4: So you're so going to and ROI for
0: I've got on croquis. I've got a Yeti cooler. I've got a Jeep Grand Cherokee.
2: All of the basics. I do. All right. (laughs) Uh,
4: Fight.
3: Yes. Fight. 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 Fight.
4: You you go ahead and explain your pick, and then I'll tell you why you're wrong.
3: Okay.
0: (laughs) So, um... I do think that Ohio State is going to be able to score. I don't think it will come right away. I don't think it'll be something where Ohio State is dominant. But the crux of the principle is that um, eventually one of these crossing routes is going to lead to a 50-yard touchdown. That if you send Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson on enough of these uh, plays where they are schemed just wide open – Again, Ryan Day, a lot of this is respect for him and the way that he puts his best players in space uh, to go and score touchdowns, hit explosive plays. Like CJ Stroud, he's off, he's off, he's off, he's off. But eventually, he's going to hit one of those wide receivers in stride and they're going to be able to take it the rest of the way. Oregon has a very, very good defense. I understand that they will be. it will be much tougher for Ohio State to get touchdowns when Ohio State is in red zone situations. And I will probably need some explosive plays But I am just relying on Garrett Wilson, Chris Alave, Travion Henderson, and the skill talent that Ohio State has to once again be able to take this over.
4: We all know how high I am on Ohio State. I mean, I picked him to win the national title. I've got Chris Alave as my Heisman underdog. I I just, I love the defense. I love everything about him. But the problem for me with the over in this game is that what we saw last week against Minnesota, I think Oregon can take a very similar approach that the Gophers took. And I think Oregon is more likely to, especially since they're the road team, whereas Minnesota was at home. And with Anthony Brown at quarterback, I think Oregon is going to try to keep the ball on the ground, run the ball. And while Ohio State's run defense performed fine overall, I think they only ever like, gave up like a little over four yards per carry. The fact is that Minnesota just came at them with volume and ran the ball 50 mm-hmm. times and dominated time of possession to keep that Ohio State offense off the field. And I think Oregon's going to take a similar approach, but I also think Oregon is better equipped to maybe strike in the passing game if need be. But then on the other side of the ball, We've got Ohio State. We saw the adjustments that the Buckeyes made on offense in the second half of that game where C.J. Stroud was high on all of his throws, especially anything, you know, too far downfield. And they kind of brought things in closer to him. And they let, you know, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Travion Henderson do their thing. Well, I don't think those guys are going to have as easy of a time doing that against the Oregon defense as they did against the Minnesota defense. And I also think that it's going to be part of the game plan for our state because I do expect Kayvon Thibodeau to play, even though we don't 100% yeah. know he's day-to-day. But I do think that Oregon's pass rush, like I like a couple of the guys that Minnesota has up front, like Boye Mafe, that they, can get, they can bring pressure. But I think Oregon's overall front seven is better than Minnesota's. And I think – that's gonna cause maybe quick game kind of stuff to get the ball out quickly. So Stroud, because we haven't really seen him under pressure yet. And I think Ohio State's gonna to try to avoid that. So I, I think Ohio State's gonna win. I think they could get 40 and we could still come under this total. I just don't think this is gonna be as high scoring of a game as this total suggests. Tom
2: and I are like kind of side fighting on this. I'm with Chip. I am taking the over 20 and a half minus 120. Ohio State team total first half. Uh Look, I think Ohio State's offensive line is better right? than Oregon's defensive line. Ooh. Thib- Thibodeau was in a boot. So if he's going to practice, is he really 100%? And let's go back to the summer. We said a couple things. Number one, we're taking Ohio State minus nine on those look-ahead lines. I feel great about that. Obviously not going to give as a lock now, but if I hope you guys listen to us over the summer and not just during the football season. Number two, In the the around-the-clock series, what did the guys from Oregon 24-7 tell us? Oregon's weakness is the secondary. Ohio State has the best receiving core in the country. I'm confident that Ryan Day will find a way to pick out the duck, literally, and also, (laughs) you know, pun pun intended, fully, in that Oregon secondary. And I think if they get six drives in the first half, I'm pretty confident they'll score three touchdowns. Moorhead, I think they could try to go slow, but they don't like to go slow. Like they were like they were a, a top quartile tempo team for me last year. They were also top quartile, you know, team tempo wise to start the year. I, I like the over 20 and a half here. I also like the team total. I'll, for the lock stuff. I'll, I'll go 20 and a half team total over first half. I
3: don't know mm-hmm. playing this game, but I think it's a higher scoring game. I think Ohio State has their way. You know, you said pick out the duck. I mean, wasn't that an Urban Meyer thing? Was it find the fish or yeah? Whatever. Mm-hmm. His, yeah. So he's gonna he's gonna find their weakness and exploit it. And I think C.J. Stroud's first half was probably the worst against Minnesota, maybe the worst he's going to look all year. Like, he's got that out of his system. Now he kind of settle in. He's playing at home. I think they have their way. I'm not playing it because I don't know about Thibodeau. I don't know what he's going to do. Like, I, I want to be curious to see what happens with him. Ultimately, does a does a defender like him make that much of a difference in a game? He could impact it but I don't know if it's going to make that much of a difference. So, I like Ohio State to win. I just that number's a little bit too rich for me.
0: All right. How many do we have left before we get to money line sprinkles?
3: I nine. have 3. <laughs> 8 or 9. I love it. Tom's behind. Let's go, Tom. Tom. I have, I only have 3 left though. I'm running low. All right. Which uh, one do you,
0: which hey, listen. Which one of you is going to come out and say it? Okay? Say what? Yeah. Which one of you <laughs> is turning your attention to a game? You know what? Fine. Vandy. So if <laughs> you really are feeling Are you going to do it? Yes. Right. I am locking up Vandy because I oh. heard a lot of talk <laughs> in the hallways of the office here, the digital office, that we were wondering if it was going to be appropriate to fade Barton, Clarkley, and Vandy against Colorado State. And if you're concerned based on uh, what happened in the opener for Vanderbilt and the long road ahead that it might be before that program is where it wants to be, I understand. But against Steve Adazio, that is preposterous. I will not let that stand without some kind of defense. So give me Vandy.
2: Anchor down. Go doors, counselor. You open the door. Lock fight. I was not going to bring this up. Right. But if, you, if you're going to introduce that in right. evidence, I'm absolutely coming over to your side. <laughs> Colorado State is the right side here, right? The team that Vanderbilt lost to is not a good FCS team. The team that Colorado State lost to might be the best FCS team in the country. I, I, I yeah. Lock fight.
3: Mm. Lock, I, with I with. like Barton too much to Lock play agree with. This with one. Who? with
4: Chip. I am oh, not a yeah. Brander, it, Vanderbilt Commodores. <laughs> Listen, they had a rough work first week. Colorado State had a rougher first week. Vandy's going to be fine. They're going to go on the road. They're going to win this game, but I'm going to take the seven points.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm going to take those seven points. Anchor down. Let's go. Um, okay. Uh, I've got... I'm going to save that one for money line Sprinkle. Uh, Bud, do you really have eight or nine left?
2: Yeah. Rattle right. them off. Let's, yeah. let's let's get weird. Let's go fast. Okay. UMass plus 38. I just think the numbers, <laughs> Robbie, too high. is
4: that you? Sorry. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh I'm I'm taking UMass 38. Uh, if if you can only find 37 and a half, I'll take that too. Um here's one for you. Let's play against the let's let's play against contact tracing. Last week, Georgia State got absolutely housed. They're gonna get a lot of guys back this week. Give me Georgia State plus twenty six and a half against the heels. I'm looking for the back door there. Georgia State plays pretty damn fast. Uh, I think the numbers have over adjusted because people probably don't pay attention to Georgia State. They're getting some COVID guys back this week. I'm excited about that one. Uh, Troy plus four and a half against Liberty. I already bet it at six and a half and six. I think that that Troy can win that game. Uh, Missouri plus five and a half. You guys on the group text know. I was a sicko last week. Y'all were watching the good games. I was live betting the hell out of ULM Kentucky. (laughs) And what I noticed was Kentucky didn't give up a whole lot of yards. However, ULM managed to get a lot of guys open against Kentucky's defense. They just couldn't hit them or couldn't catch the ball. I think ULM is in the conversation for the worst team in the sport, along with like UMass, UConn, New Mexico State, Akron, probably. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that... uh, I think that the, uh, the Alpha Nerd is going to find a way to score some points here, and I think Missouri is going to upset Kentucky. So go ahead and give me those. Right Jeff there with yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, I don't.
0: Oh, same? Yes. Yeah,
2: man. Oh, let's go.
0: Alpha Nerd, let's go. I think that Missouri can win the game. That's why I, uh, earlier I was like, maybe I'll save it for money line sprinkles. But um, let's. Who who says you can't double up? I I, I think Missouri absolutely has a chance, might be the better team, and um, I I like the value here.
2: All right. uh, Let's go Pitt, minus three. Pitt has seen this offense before. It's not going to be new. If you recall, Pitt played against UCF twice, and I do think that Narduzzi understands how to play it. Uh, I don't know what Tennessee is going to do at quarterback uh joe milton is not really very good uh if if the rumors about hooker missing part of camp and maybe coming back you know are true okay but i'm willing to play against that go ahead and give me pit can i get two and a half i uh probably not right
4: uh not so that i can see hold on
2: I, I'm, I'm fine with my three that's that's yeah, no problem there live with me. the three yeah narduzzi is a favorite i rarely do
3: that anybody, anybody on that one i like it but i'm not playing it
0: Narduzzi also while while Narduzzi as a favorite is, gives you worthy pause. There is a, a good trend for Narduzzi on either
4: side of Tom, Is it four S- small spreads? Yeah, a little close games. Hold on, let me. I got it written down.
0: It's, here. it's a Hold Narduzzi on. small dog. Narduzzi small favorite. Once he's within that window between three and a halfs, between yeah. the three and a halfs, and uh, do you thir- have to-
4: 13, five and three against the spread. Anytime anywhere between. Between minus three and a half and plus three and a half. So that little touchdown around the zero there, he usually does well. Uh
2: I also played the overnight game, but it's too high now to give out. Uh let's go. Can we put uh where's this comment at yet? Give it give me uh give me Alexander uh Puchelowski's comment on the screen. Which, if we if we can track it over but give us those first half plays. We got some yeah. first half plays for you. All right, let's go to Denver. Texas A&M travels out to Denver. I teased this at the beginning of the show. I think Jimbo's trying to play faster, right? So we saw it in the spring game. We also saw it in the opening game. They are playing with more tempo. I'll hit you with this stat. Last year, Texas A&M, in my tempo ratings, was 111th, right? They were 101st in average seconds left on the play clock. One game, massive, massive improvement to 8th. I think Jimbo is speeding things up because kids in the state of Texas play those wide-open spread offenses in high school, and I think they're more comfortable playing fast. So I'm betting Texas a nine in the first half, and I'm also thinking that uh, A&M's run defense is going to play a little bit better than it did last week. So go ahead and give me Colorado under-7 team total in the first half. Let's get weird.
4: Under-7? Seven?
2: under seven and a half, first half I'm okay. seeing on, on Penny. Uh, that's minus a dollar twenty-five. If we think the juice is unfair, uh,
4: I have a game. Ga- I have a play on this game as well. What it's you got? Kind to- of, it's kind of along the same lines of what you're talking about with the team tempo and all that kind of stuff. I'm taking for the entire game A and M's team total over thirty-three and a half. I like that too. Just I don't trust Colorado's defense whatsoever.
2: <laughs> Lock agreement. Let's go. I'm definitely with you. I think I'm tapped out. I got one more. All right. And then I'm totally done.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> Buffalo.
2: <laughs> I thought about going Buffalo. I did. I, thought about going, I still don't trust Nebraska's offense. Yeah. <laughs> Give me Akron team total under 21 and a half. It's an even money bet. Kind of makes up for me going minus 125 on my, on my Colorado team total. That's plus 100. Akron right. team total under 21 and a half. I think Temple's defense will shut them down. Uh, I do not trust Akron to score.
4: Disgusting.
0: That is a sick, sick, sick game.
4: I've got one lock left. I don't know how the rest of you guys.
0: No, Uh, I'm, I'm just out till money lines.
4: My last one, I'm going back to the same. Well, I lost with it last week, but I'm not giving up the faith. And I think that this is still a very good spot. And I do think that this line could possibly be wrong. I am taking San Diego State plus two and a half at Arizona. I don't think Arizona is a good football team. I think San Diego state's a pretty good football team. And I, Arizona lost to a BYU team that I do not have high expectations for this year. And they didn't really look great in that game. I think they're playing, going to play a San Diego state team that honestly, I feel like in the trenches, the Aztecs might probably are better. So if I'm getting them as a dog in this spot, I know it's jet fish's first like home game and it's, you know the big deal but yeah give me the aztecs
0: love it all right that means if y'all are ready if are all the locks out danny you tapped tapped out let's go let's take it to the big cash register for the money line sprinkles for a review of the money line sprinkles Let's see, 2021. We are killing it. We are
3: crushing the sprinkles. <laughs> yeah, that is ridiculous.
0: <laughs> so we have uh, Tom is three and zero on the money line sprinkles, uh, h- hitting on Illinois, Georgia, and Penn State. Uh, Chip is three and one hitting on Illinois, UCLA, and Maryland. Losing New Mexico State. That was disrespectful to UTEP. I'm still upset about that. UCLA uh, w- hits for Danny and Bud has Maryland and Virginia Tech both hitting. Tom, you are three and zero. You are up five point six units. What are your money line sprinkles this
4: week? Well, I didn't lock it up with you on your lock unity, but I am including it on the money line sprinkle because I feel like this is a situation where Mizzou is either going to win or Kentucky will cover. So, I am locking up for my money line sprinkle. The first of two, Mizzou plus one hundred
0: and eighty. Yeah right there with you it did not get taken off my card i'm also on mizzou uh as well
4: then for i have a second one and it is hold on i gotta find it here it's texas state sorry brandon plus 105 against fiu there are some gross games this week that is that is very much a disgusting game but i'm really really looking forward to my fighting spavs taking it to the Panthers.
0: I mean, that's got like Facebook written all over it as your (laughs) option of how to watch it. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to like a page and get emails for the next three years just so that I can watch Texas State and FIU. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. All right. So I am, I'm up next. I'm also on Missouri, as I mentioned. Uh, I will also be doing San Diego State on the money line. And I will also, be throwing on the money line, <laughs> Appalachian State. Give me the big value. Wow. Give me Lock the chance.
4: Oh yes. yeah. <laughs> you both doing App State? Yeah. You're yep. wow. all insane. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I get you two seventy five.
3: Sleepy yeah. atmosphere. They're gonna be nobody at this game. Miami doesn't want to play this one. They got absolutely blasted. Uh, I'm with you on this one. I actually like. I don't know. I like this one a lot. Is that all of yours? I'm actually with you on the San Diego state as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's all mine. I just had three. And then I'll throw in one more. I have, or I have two more rice playing at home against Houston. Anybody noticed last week, rice was beating Arkansas 10-7 at the half, kind of the depth of Arkansas came into play in the second half. I think rice is a pretty tough out for Houston. I'm not sold on Dana Holgerson's experiment there with Clayton tune. I just, I'm not sold on them yet. I think it's like one of those Super Bowl-type games for Rice as well. And then Bud asked before about the the public aspect of NC State, Mississippi State. This is more of a fade-the-ACC type play. I'm going to take Mississippi State at home to win outright against the Wolfpack. I don't hate it. Um, I mean, clearly I hate it,
2: but like I I get it. (laughs) All right. Two things. Number one, I forgot to drop the dentist pick. The dentist, you reminded me, Danny. Uh, he is on NC State. Minus two and a half.
0: Love to see that. <laughs> no,
2: <laughs> no bias, bias in course, there, there as, as an old Miss guy, yeah.
3: All right, what um, else you got? What else you got, Danny? That's it for me. That's a wrap on my sprinkles. I got Syracuse.
2: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and i'm looking to play Syracuse on the alt lines. Rutgers offense is trash and their average starting field position before garbage time was their own 48. They had a 56-yard return on a free kick following a safety. Like they did a lot of unsustainable stuff and uh i'm i'm in on Rutgers here. I'm also looking to play uh -8 plus 280. Or excuse mean, me, uh, excuse. Syracuse minus yeah. yeah, uh plus 280. I i uh I'm not buying Rutgers, and uh, yeah, give me the cues.
0: The Dino drop. If if Syracuse wins, hey, Cover 3 Film Room, we are so glad you're back. By yeah. The way, like,
2: love to see you back in the house. Hey, we have some swag for Cover 3 Film Room, too, if, if he will actually give us his contact info or her.
0: Um, Syracuse wins. We play the Dino drop on Saturday night, okay? <laughs> in its entirety. The Dome will be electric. So open your eyes and uh, and we might get Dino drop. Go Cuse and uh, the special teams will be well coached. It will To be. review our locks for week two, Tom is on uh, Service Academy Unders. Uh, Chip is also there with him. Tom is on the under 48 and a half. That is a lock fight with Danny, who's on the over for Michigan-Washington. Uh, there We've got a two-on-one bar fight right here with Iowa and Iowa State. Tom is taking Iowa plus four and a half, as is Bud, while Danny is on Iowa State minus four. Uh, my play for that game is on the under 46. Tom's got Ball State plus 23 the Texas A&M team total over 33 and a half Texas minus six and a half Oregon, Ohio state under 64 Vandy plus seven San Diego state plus two and a half uh, chips got uh, service Academy under app state plus nine under in the Cyhawk NC state minus two and a half Oklahoma state minus 13 Texas minus six and a half the over in Oregon, Ohio state Vandy plus seven Mizzou plus five and a half Danny, Washington plus seven over Michigan, Washington. I- Iowa State minus four. Illinois plus 10. Tulsa plus 13 and a half. Western Kentucky plus seven. The over 52 in Army, Western Kentucky. The over 56, over Army in the house, Danny, uh for Texas and Arkansas. Mizzou plus five and a half. Bud. Washington plus seven. The first half under 24 and a half in Cal TCU, Iowa plus four and a half NC state minus two, two and a half Texas A&M team total over 33 and a half. The Ohio state first half team total over 20 and a half. UMass plus 38 ugh, Colorado state minus seven. Ugh. Mizzou, plus five and a half. Texas A&M, first half, minus nine. Georgia State, plus 26 and a half. Pitt, minus three. (laughs) Troy, Half. Colorado, first half, team total under seven. Tulsa, first half, team total under eight and a half. And Akron, team total under 21 and a half.
3: (laughs) No one wants Kansas getting 26 Friday night. No. no. (laughs) No. The players coastal.
2: Yeah. I know. The only question is pace. On if you if you just do like if you if you if you cap this game at a normal number of possessions, Coastal blows them out like big time. Blows them out. Coastal plays slow. You kind of need to you treat them as like a a pseudo service academy. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know how bad Kansas' defense is yet. I'm very confident Kansas' offense sucks. They had (laughs) 3.4 yards to play against an FCS team, which is really bad if look if coastal hits explosive plays i think they'll they'll win this thing if they don't if they're like kind of methodical like they normally are then i could see the winning by like 20 or 24 you know what
4: i mean i think i, I live bet the under on that kansas south dakota game four times <laughs> I did too. i, actually, I won all four I won, I won all four
0: <laughs> so um but we look at that one Jack coming sprinkle. in with a Buffalo money line sprinkle against Nebraska.
3: That <laughs> line keeps climbing. Just wait, 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 wait. I'll, I'll I'll wait on it. We might have to start a cover three sports book because I've seen like bets made in here. Like, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> like, we might have started our own book.
0: Bro, I saw someone's cash app information getting exchanged in the chat. <laughs> exactly. Guys, side action. <laughs> we got so, get a cut uh, of the juice. Yeah, we've. Hey, listen, we are thankful. I'll tell you what, because we are not taking juice from the side bets that are going on in the chat, like and subscribe to the Cover 3 podcast on YouTube. That's all we're asking. That is our handle right there, is just to get your like and your subscribe. And of course, just tell a friend because it is. Uh, this is one of the best ways that you can get yourself ready for the college football weekend. Reminder, Saturday night, is live so that means that you want to make sure that you're following us on twitter you're following the show on twitter at cover three podcast we've got the michigan washington game that i imagine we at least will wait until that outcome is determined and maybe about 15 minutes after just uh, so that we can get set and everyone can finish their responsibilities for CBSports.com, cbs sports hq seeing how the day goes but if you follow us michigan was michigan washington post game is probably the best bet for our live show subscribers to the podcast uh, you of course will be able to find it on sunday morning for your chores for your exercise for your run or so that you and your entire family can sit together and listen to the reaction shows which i know is a regular routine for so many of you awesome cover three listeners out there you can follow him on twitter at tom for you can follow him at danny cannell you can follow him at Bud Elliott 3, you can follow me at chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much.
4: Thank you. Got it.